welcome to another episode of Touchpoint. I'm here with John, who is our care and counseling pastor. Uh, you just began in July, so we're mm -hmm. excited to have you here with us. And you were in week five here this, this past weekend of our Holy Sexuality series and really talking through the nuances of um, how, how do we um, live out well um, our, our God-given design as sexual beings, whether we're married or whether we're single. And one of the things that um, we, we talk about that, that balance between right, marriage and understanding that rightly from a biblical, um, right, traditional view, but then also the, maybe some of the, the hard parts of someone who's single and the questions they can ask. Um, you said some of those things and, and some of this comes out of you walking alongside people in, in your care and counseling role for so many yeah. years is this question of, right, is, is, okay, so is my sexuality wasted because I'm single or is singleness even in incompleteness? You kind of talked a little bit about that, how, um, because sometimes in the church we elevate marriage, um, that as a single person you say, okay, well, if that is completeness, am I incomplete? Um, would you able to maybe just talk about that and maybe help, help, some of us who are watching, whether they are single um, or listening, or maybe whether they're, if they're married, that maybe some posture or language that can change to help us get a more robust view of how God is glorified. And right, you talked about, right, our, our life is full in Jesus, um, whatever yeah. our marital status. Yeah. You know, as you're talking, a, a person came to mind specifically. I've had lots of conversations in my my previous church was a college town, mm -hmm. and we were stone's throw from Indiana University campus. So lots and lots of college and graduate students in our church and, and a lot in my counseling. And a common conversation that would come to me, I've uh, had many, many times with, with young people, is um, you know coming to me as a counselor because of regret over mm -hmm. sexual past, over... Mm -hmm choices they had made and and really coming to me in a sense to say, I want to change that. I want to go move in new directions in my life because of Christ. But I have this shame and regret about the past. And I remember one girl came to me and was talking about that. Uh, and we were talking some about the shame and forgiveness and those issues. But then she brought up this issue and said, I feel like in a lot of ways, that I'm committed to making this choice, but I feel like the choice that I'm going to have to make is a choice between um, being sexually active in the ways I have in the past and the ways I regret and the ways I know weren't satisfying and fulfilling or being alone. Hmm. Those are my two choices. Hmm. And I asked her to explain what she meant by that. And she said, well, because I know, I know guys. I know the guys that I interact with. I know, um, I know that there's a certain standard that they want in a girl of what they would call beautiful. They want a girl who looks a certain way and has a certain size body, and that's what they want. And she said, and I just don't meet those standards. I know that's not me. Mm. And in a lot of ways, she's right. She didn't meet the cultural standards for beauty. That mm. was not uh, those, those very narrow standards, and every culture has a different one. She didn't meet the standards uh, of this culture. And she said, so, so I know boys aren't going to choose me. Mm. 
in there's some sense she had understood something true, right? Yeah. Now it's, it's an overstatement, but she understood something true. And so she said, but I also know boys will choose me for sex. I know they mm -hmm. will. And she said, and I know that may be a very short term thing. I know it may in the end be hurtful and unsatisfying, but it's better than not being chosen at all. Yeah. And so, so I, I have a hard time giving that up because I feel like that's my only way that a boy will choose me. Yeah. And as we had a conversation about that, where the conversation ended up going was, you know, that that's, there's a lot of truth in that, but that really does kind of settle for the most shallow part of the boys in your world, the guys in your world. It says that I know sex is powerful in them. I know the choice, the mm. desire to have sex is so strong in them that it asks very little of them to ask them to choose me for that. Mm. And I will find boys who will. But to ask a boy to, to look deeper at me, to understand the beauty that's in me beyond just what my culture says is beautiful, to understand the strength that's in me and the, the value that's in me beyond just what what is easy to see and that my culture t tells me those are the things that have value and that are attractive. To ask a boy to look deeper, that's riskier. Uh, that's gonna ask more of them. It's, it's less likely I'll get chosen. It's not as automatic and easy. But I told her, I said, I know lots of guys. I have this same conversation with mm -hmm. a lot of men. And I said, I think there are men who want to be more. Mm. than just what's simple and shallow and easy. And I said, honestly, I, I want to encourage you as a, as a woman to first hope for more mm. and, and secondly, love them enough to invite them to more, mm. encourage them to, to see your beauty, to know your strength, to know your goodness, to know, to know what scripture talks about when it talks about beauty that runs much deeper than just what I see on the outside. Yeah. And, and I said, because I think there's incredible beauty in you. And I think those boys will miss out if they settle for a life where they only choose this shallow, simple beauty. They will have less, not just you will have less. Mm -hmm. So I said, I don't want you to, I don't want you to stop hoping and stop desiring and stop in a sense calling for more from them. Because, because that is you being a woman in their life who calls them to be better men. Mm. And I want them to be better men, and I want you to know what it is to be chosen for the beautiful woman you are. And so again, it wasn't an uncommon conversation, yeah. but I really remember it with her because, because she stated it so clearly. But you know, looking back on many conversations her and I had, one of the things that stands out to me is, I got to be a man in her life who, who sat with her, who, who sought to know her and understand her. Mm. And within the boundaries of being a married man who mm -hmm. can only relate yeah. to her in certain ways and still honor yeah. my wife, yeah. I still got to be a man in her life who did look deeper and did enjoy mm. and celebrate the good and the beauty in her. Mm. Um, I got to be, as a married man in her life, Yeah a man who related to her in such a way that I called her to be the woman God created her to be. Mm. And I got to enjoy and celebrate the woman she is. 
there's some ways I could do that for her as a man in a way that a woman in her life couldn't. Yeah. Right? Because there's certain things I, as a man, could bring to her that, that she longed for. And, and even while still honoring my wife and the boundaries that are right because I'm married, I still matter in her life. Hmm. And she still got to be a woman in my life yeah. who taught me and, and brought good to my life and hmm. beauty in some ways that she taught me more about women being this woman who honored what God had placed in her and mm. related to me in healthy and good ways. I can't tell you how, how many ways I'm a better husband to my wife, a better father to my daughter because of the women who have sat in my office mm. and have shared their life with me. I understand women differently. I relate to them differently because of the gift I've had of them living out what it is to be a woman with me in healthy ways. Hmm. just as I have lived it out with them. And so my point is, I think sometimes we think of sexuality as, well, it's about having sex. It's hmm. about physically having intimacy. And I'm like, there are all kinds of ways that we live out who we are as men and who we are as women in relationship that sometimes are about romance, that are about the pursuit of this intimacy that only a husband and wife can have. But that doesn't shut off in other places. Hmm. And the flip side of that is I also want to say that's the, that's the good you can do that don't yeah. miss it. The flip side of that is I want to say, and don't be so naive as to think when you walk into a relationship with some of the opposite sex, you cease being a sexual being. Mm. Yeah. You know, like if I'm married, that I shouldn't have some boundaries and, and yeah. some caution. I'm like, because I'm always a sexual being. That doesn't stop. Yeah. yeah, She's a sexual being. That doesn't stop. So that can always cross boundaries pretty easily too, right? Yeah, because that's just true of us. It's always there. It, it's there that can bring real good. It's there that can be dangerous in some ways. Yeah, be, if we're not cautious with it, you know. So, so yeah, I just want to say, single, married. Um, yes, there are ways in which there are ways in which my sexuality uh, with my wife there is something very exclusive that I get to live yeah. out, and she yeah. with me. And it should only be there. And if I violate that, I have done great harm there. Mm. But when I step out outside into other relationships with women, I want to say, no, I'm, I'm still called to be a man in their life. I, you know, I think of, is it in Timothy, where, you know, where Paul is telling them, you know, you know, treat them as sisters and yeah, these yeah. as mothers. And you know, there's a sense he's being called to relate to these women in his life mm. in a way yeah. that's meaningful. Yeah. But in a different way than he would with a wife. Yeah. Right. No, I, I love that. And I think, you know, even, even as you talked in that, this, right, starting the conversation with her of saying more than this, right, shallow, simple. And I think that's such a good word, even as you've unpacked this for us as the local church. Mm. Of, and I think what I hear is this recognition of not being led by, by fear. And so mm. recognizing that, right, we are sexual beings. Yeah. But I think so often it's the, you, you see this because in the world, this is how culturally it is, that almost like the church, all it knows how to do is respond in the sphere of, well, I can't have any interactions with anybody. And my only goal is like to help this person get married. And that's all I'm going to do. And so it's just like, hey, here's this mm. cute person that you should go on a date with. But I love right your reminder here of like, no, like 
we're not led by fear, we're led by the Spirit, and so that there is more than it's recognizing, right? The Spirit gives us wisdom and discernment and knows that we need to set those boundaries. That's such a good word. But also to, to steward fuller of, okay, there is this relational um, call that Jesus has placed to us that it's this, okay, I step in as, right, right as, a, as a brother to my sisters in Christ or as a sister to my brothers in Christ. And it's not yeah. just this like, arms out here. Um, and I think that's that beautiful thing because you did, you, you shared, you said, right, none of us are ever meant for aloneness. Mm-hmm. And I think it is this with what you're sharing, helping us unpack of, okay, so this is what it looks like in the church is that we don't have to live in fear because culturally this is, right, we're so afraid of us being sexual beings that, right, we build just these huge moats and keep it at bay. And it's like this, no, like we need to have accountability but yeah. we can't use that as an excuse to, to not step into each other's lives. And so that is, um, yeah, such wisdom. So thank you for that, for, for sharing that and encouragement for us. And um, right that if you listen to this, hopefully it is encouraging. And thanks for encouraging us to, to see each other rightly as God sees us, to recognize that, right, God's word, he does set boundaries and that there are, right, that, yeah, that high call of, the right intimate relationship in marriage, um, but to also see our relationship with one another, not as this like, hey buddy, how you doing? Or like this right mm-hmm. social media distance, but that there is something that we can help others see rightly um, God's design for, for one another. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think as men and women in each other's lives, I want to, I mean, there are so many stories of people crossing those boundaries and, yeah. the, and the incredible harm that's done yeah. in wives yeah. because of it. But I want to say strongly. I remember there's time when I used to do counseling and counsel with a lot of women. I remember a pastor early on came to me and said, you know, you don't have a window in your office door. You probably would have one. And my first thought was, well, that's kind of insulting. Like, I'm not doing anything wrong in here. And, yeah. uh I would not have an office without a window in the door anymore. Yeah. Not because anything's changed. Not because I think I would cross those boundaries yeah. anymore than I did then. But because I've heard so many stories from people mm. who also didn't think they would. And I would say, yeah, let's, let's realize we are sexual beings and let's just yeah. let's use wisdom and caution and do things in ways that, that just, just own that. That say, yeah, there's just appropriate things because I don't want to harm another, harm my spouse. I don't want to harm myself by yeah. these choices. But at the same time, I could tell you story after story after story of people where, um, well, an example would be we used to do um, small groups for our college students in homes. Mm-hmm. And the and a family would host, yeah. you know, college students led the group yeah. and everything, but a family would host. Yeah. It just gave them a chance to be in homes. And I remember talking to the girl once who had just been really a story of a lot of abuse by men in her life mm-hmm. and real harm by people who were supposed to be there for her. And it really turned her back on men in a lot of ways. And in her case was uh, pursuing a same-sex relationship at the time. I remember her coming to me at one point and saying, that she is really reevaluating her relationship to men mm. in her situation. And, and again, in her case, a lot of the turning away from men was because of just horrible harm yeah. that was done to yeah. her. Not that all are, but in her case, that was the situation. And, but she told me, she said, you know, I've been in this home 
and I watched this man, the way he interacts with his wife, mm -hmm. and I watched the way he had three daughters and the way he interacts with his daughters, and said, you know, I hardly even talked to him. But she said, he has changed my life. Mm -hmm. I have this hope now that there are men that could love women that way and treat them with that kind mm -hmm. of dignity and, and that kind of honor. And, and I've known her now for years since, and it really has changed the trajectory of her life. Mm -hmm. That one man who lived out well what it was to be a man with the women in his life has changed the trajectory of her life. Mm -hmm. And he would never even know that. Yeah. Now, he happens to know it because she told him, but, yeah. but he would never even have known that. He just lived out well who God's called him to be as a man towards the women in his life. Mm -hmm. But that changed more than just those yeah. women's lives, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm sure some of the young men in his home meeting yeah. there, it changed their life. And so, so I want to say, I just, I, let's honor those boundaries, but let's not also forget that we have great opportunity in one another's yeah. lives. Mm -hmm. Let's not miss that. And that's such a good, good word to end on of, right? That reminder for us of, right, I think, uh, a few weeks ago, Brandon and I, we kind of dialogued about that, that it's so much more than the 90 minutes on Sunday. And it's so important as we gather together, right? We don't want to forsake that. But it is in those places we're scattered, in our homes, in our workplaces. And so the question is, how, how can I be faithful right, to respond to what God has done in my life? And also an invitation of that there's those around that we don't even know that, and maybe this is you watching and listening, that um, are in the midst of brokenness, but but. If, if you are in Christ, you have the opportunity to display in all that you do, um, right? The hope that is found in Jesus and Jesus alone. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, look forward to, to next time.